What's up, everybody, and welcome to the other side of the firewall, where we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who have made it to the proverbial other side of the firewall, to those C-suite and senior level positions. Uh, my name is Ryan Williams, and today, as always, I'm joined by Shannon Times. What's up, what's up? And LeVon Maynard. Good day to everybody. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> uh, so today is a pretty pretty packed show. Uh, we'll kick the show off discussing Microsoft's recent uh, Exchange Zero Day vulnerability. Uh, then we'll talk about the patch notes uh, concerning it because it's a pretty hot topic right now. Uh, then we'll move on to LeVon breaking down uh, the apple wall garden, how there might be some bad apples, pun intended, uh, within it. And then we'll move on to uh, social media and kids and just uh, protecting your kids and the privacy and just how we feel parenting uh, in this new day and age is going. So uh, without further ado, how's everybody's week? My week's been pretty good. Been uh, been another Groundhog's Groundhog's Week. I'm trying to think of anything exciting that I did last uh, week since we since we came together. Uh, I think the only thing I can think of is just man. I went to the grocery store. I bought some food. That was pretty exciting, you know. I got some <laughs> <laughs> bought some food and uh, got some water and stuff like that. But as uh, besides that, I've just been chilling out with the family. Been enjoying some uh, some shows. We'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, playing some video games. Uh, I've been helping or you know supporting the wife. She's in a program right now. She's learning uh, another language, and she's she's supposed to graduate in the next month here. So she's trying to wrap that up. So I'm trying to help support her, give her give her what she needs, give her some food, you know, all that stuff. Like, uh, you know, she's she's doing these long sessions of studying, and uh, so I try to give her some quiet time so I'm not as loud and <laughs> try to try to uh, you know mute my devices, keep them nice and quiet so she can get her work done. But that's been my life for the last week here. How about you guys? How you been doing? So, so real quick though, quick question. I'm sorry. So what does graduation look like? Like what, what level of proficiency will she be at? Uh, I guess it's more of a, um, I don't know, like a beginning intermediate type level. It's not like a, they have advanced courses. Um, so this one's going to be like a, I guess maybe more of an intro course. So she's going to have some basics down, some of the like common speech patterns and things like that. Uh, common like uh, interactive, like, how you doing today? How, you know, how's your family? Um, I need to go to the store. I need to buy this item. I need to go on a trip to buy this. Um, can I buy this hotel room? Kind of like the main, maybe like the main kind of conversational pieces and maybe kind of the basic level. So she'll be able to have like conversations with people if she went to that country. Okay. So, no, that's what's yeah. up. I'm sorry, Shannon, go, go ahead. No, no, that's good. I was going to say it actually is a little bit of an adventure if you're actually going into a grocery store now to buy groceries, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, we we still doing pickups, right? Like, hey, put the order in. All right, pickups ready. All right, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll back the truck up to this spot. I'm right. Spot number three. <laughs> bring it to my vehicle. Nah, I'll right. Be, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. That's I, what's up. I, it, just like you though, Groundhog's Week. Uh, I did do something different. I actually got my first dose of my uh, COVID vaccine. Ooh, I got my nice. shot. So uh, that's good. Yeah. No. No adverse effects from now. But, you know, I got a little bit of a sore arm but it wasn't i mean i get that with all my 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 vaccinations right military been poking me for 20 years and it was always the same a little bit of a soreness but nothing crazy yeah. so 
it's good. That second one's the one I'm not looking forward to, but <laughs> yeah, right. We'll see what happens. But yeah, other than that, Groundhog's week, just like you, man. Nothing, nothing much going on. And no, I did not study again this week. Oops. Yeah, oh, dang. Come on. Come on. I know. I just, I'm, I just, just I'm going to hit it so much harder. I know I'm going to have to hit it so much harder now. It's going to be so much work because <laughs> now it's going to be like eight hour days of nothing but right. Stuff. You know what I mean? Like work. Come, I mean, yeah. Come down to crunch time. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> it sucks. But oh, man. That's, that's all good. You, you get it. I, I, that's the hope. That's the plan. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? Uh, so I'm not action packed, but I, I did have a busy week. So speaking of the shot, I got the second one two weeks ago, but I didn't bring it up because it, it hit me pretty hard, man. I was, I was down and out for like 12 hours. But you know what I mean? Like I, I came back better than ever. <laughs> yeah but I'm, I'm sure you'd be fine man it's just it, it felt like I, I had i had a really bad cold for like uh 12 hours but after that i was fine well mine's a different um, one from what yours was too though so we'll see right so like, yeah i got a different manufacturer from what you did so you know yeah but i'm about to get the third one you have to go find it so we can that's right <laughs> <laughs> we can test it out <laughs> yeah right It'd be the beginning um, yeah, but no, it was a pretty solid week. I, I was working night shift, taking a class, so um, I'm trying to swing my shift back to day shift this weekend. So you know, I just woke up from a nap. Um, but aside from that, I, I did study. So unlike Shannon, I, I, you know, what I mean, I, I was I did my due diligence. No, I was playing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I probably put in. I only put in like a, a like maybe four hours this week. So not, I wasn't studying every day. I, I put in uh, an hour here, hour there. Um, it's all good stuff. Like it, it definitely, it definitely is a, a different level uh, than uh, what I've done in the past. Like I'm actually learning like the, the kill chain and, and how to actually spot malware and all that mm. good stuff. So I'm pretty, pretty interested. It's the, the GCFA, the GAC Certification Forensics Analyst. So it's pretty cool. So I think it's 23 hours total. So I'm probably going to run through it. Uh, at least twice, but maybe even three times uh, before I take that that test. So That's aside right. from that, you know, vi- video games and watching TV here and there, YouTube. So we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty quiet. So speaking of hot topics, I- I'll give it to you, Shannon. All right. So first hot topic we're going to talk about, right? Uh, Microsoft says a group of cyber attackers tied to China hit its exchange mail servers, right? So this this is the same stuff we see every week, right? Like somebody's going to get got eventually. It's how it happens. Now, I said this last week and I'll say it again this week, right? So these were zero day exploits that they went after for this one, right? So I have a little bit more leniency when it comes to the zero days because it's not like, um, you know, the company was being lazy in what they were doing or anything like that. But uh this one was uh, this is pretty wide, pretty widespread, right? Because it's exchange and everybody, a lot of big companies. Let me not say everybody, but there's a lot of companies out there that use that, right? So when it comes to email, I'd, I'd be venturing to guess. And again, I'm just throwing a number out here. You probably got 90, 95% of the world that's out there, uh, the business world that's out there using Microsoft's product, right? Um, now, here's the thing. They have patches out there for it. So it's a matter of people getting out there to, to do what they need to do and make sure that uh, that they're taking care of it. But again, like when you're 
when you're the big dog on the playground, somebody's always going to test you, right? Like when you have a large footprint like this, it makes it easier for you. So it's one of those things where you just got to always be on guard, but again, a zero day, right? So the companies themselves, they have to do a little bit better, you know, when it comes to development and whatnot, but this is, this is kind of expected at this point, right? Idle hands, we're still, we're still in the throes of, I mean, some states will say different, but we're still in the throes of COVID, right? So, (laughs) but it's just something that you, you have to be on the lookout for. You have to always be patching, right? And again, the zero days, it's, it's a little bit different, but you have to always be patching, always making sure you're on top of these things, making sure everything um, is as secure as you can possibly make it. Um, but yeah, this is one of those things that, hey, this is the world we live in today. You know what I mean? So it's, I imagine every week it's going to be the next big dog, right? That gets caught with something. So we'll see. But what about you, Ryan? What you got on this? So I, I do agree. It, it is a zero day. Um, it's not much that can be done about it. Uh, but what what was um, interesting to me was I, I believe it's only like it's still evolving, right? Like so every every day we're learning a little bit more information about it. But I believe it's only on premise uh, exchange servers. Like it's not the 365. So there is a little bit of hope. Like yeah, there there's a lot of companies that still have on premise um, exchange servers. Don't get me wrong, but. Uh, those are the, to our knowledge, those are the targets. So those are the, the companies that are going to need to go in and, and actually patch. And uh, and I believe it's four different vulnerabilities is what they've discovered so far. Uh, so there's there's patches for all of those. Um, and it's just a matter of, of, uh, of pushing them out. So uh, the so flip into patch notes, because we haven't done patch notes in a while. So these four vulnerabilities that have been uh, been brought up were brought up by the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, so the CISA, CISA, yes, um, uh, and the, the White House, um, basically saying like, hey, we know this vulnerability exists. We know it's, it's very expansive. Uh, I think they said it's, it's up to upwards of 30,000 companies that they know have, have exposure to this, uh, to this, this, uh, this new vector of attack. Uh, and they're like, hey, immediately patch your systems, here are the patches. Um, but now we're into the weekend, and what's being reported is that you have 30,000 companies, maybe one in 10 are actually being targeted against where they can actually attribute um, this, what they believe to be a, a Chinese uh, 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 national state hacker. Well, I can't think of the term off the top of my head, but um, uh, state-sponsored. Uh, organization out of China is what they believe it is. Uh, they said maybe one out of 10 is actually uh, uh, actually has forensics showing that, hey, they've been in our systems, but they're saying that only 10% of all affected, so only 10% of the 30,000 plus have passed their systems. Like, uh, I get, like, I'm in this class and they talk about, like, don't immediately go to eradication, like, you need to investigate, then you need to, uh, or, I'm sorry, identify, investigate, remediate, eradicate, right? You have to go in that order because you have to get the, the forensics so make sure they stay out of your systems, make sure that you, you find all the back doors, all that good stuff. However, uh, they've already been exposed. They already know that you are looking for them. So you need to hurry up. Like 10% is not adequate enough. Uh, Microsoft did their due diligence. They pushed the patches out. Now you have to patch your systems. Um, I actually put a poll out on on, uh, on LinkedIn asking people, like, do you believe it's due to um, like the slowness in patching? Uh, do you believe it's due to uh, ignorance? Like people just don't know that they're, they've been exposed. 
uh, is it manpower? You just don't have the manpower to hit, hit all your servers to, to do the patches? Is it, uh, you know, a lack of care? Like maybe you, you have a false sense that you are not being targeted by these, uh, by these, these bad actors. I don't, I don't get that part. Like usually patching goes a little bit quicker than this. I don't know what's taking so long. So, so I, so I, so here's my thing with this, right? So we brought this up a few weeks ago. Remember the whole V-Sizzle thing and whatnot, right? So this is where it hurt. This is where I believe it hurts. I'm not going to say totally because I'm not a V-Sizzle, but um, they don't have, one of the good points you brought up is I imagine that they, some of these companies don't have a very expansive uh, uh, pool to pull from when it comes to their IT department, right? So they, you got your V-Sizzle who's only part-time looking at it, right? So they may see this, but they can only put so much time into it. Then you have you know, uh, uh, an IT department that's not as robust as it needs to be to do all of the investigation. Um, who knows? You may have people that, that aren't even versed in how to how to do these things, like how to do an investigation, right? So they're just, it's just a matter of they're sitting there like, uh, okay, what do I do? You know what I mean? Waiting for the v Sizzo as a part-time employee, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> to do right. about it. So um, that, could have a, that could have a good play in it, but you're right. Like 10% is not, I mean... 3,000 out of 30,000? Come on. I mean, that's not that's not enough. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it, it, it is... We'll get through it, you know what I mean? But this is one of those things where hopefully... It's one of those things where you hope a lesson is learned, right? Where, okay, we got bit <laughs> by something. What are we going to do different, right? Is it going to be we are going to hire 20% more to the IT department? Is it we're going to do uh, checks more often? Are we going to have somebody looking at... Um, uh, different newsletters and things of that nature to know these things are coming out because it could also be that maybe they just don't even know it's happening i mean i realize this is big news right you can find it on several different different places and whatnot but how many of these people are actually like have dedicated like i get emails from places you know what i mean like hey this is the new thing coming up this is what's going on you know what i mean different uh bulletins and whatnot that are out there so um how many are actually doing that you don't know yeah, that's very true. So not not to uh, linger on it, but definitely if you're if you're out there listening in real time and you have not patched your systems, please patch your systems. Like and, and then definitely check to make sure you don't have any other um, uh, what is it uh, active persistent threats APTs because uh, they use this as a backdoor to install more backdoors, right? So if you have on-premise Microsoft Exchange servers, patch your systems, do your forensics, um, so this doesn't turn to the next sunburst. Like we definitely have to push them out of the system. So uh, I'm sure more will happen. We'll, we'll discuss it as it, as it, as it comes up throughout the weeks. Um, but moving on to uh, topic one, uh, what, what you got for us, Levi? Yes, uh, so for the first topic of the, of the day, I um, just want to discuss a article. Uh, this is from technologyreview.com. And this is from uh, Patrick Howell O'Neill. The hackers are finding ways to hide inside of Apple's walled garden. So essentially, this article is about how, uh, you know, everybody loves, you know, using iPhones. I don't personally use an iPhone, but a lot of people are using them. Um, and one thing that's big about iPhone devices is that they, they typically are fairly secure in the, in the respect that it's hard to like jailbreak or get into the phone so you can actually access some of the, like, uh, I don't know if you want to install certain pieces of software that aren't allowed in the, the Apple ecosystem things like that, or even access certain parts of the phone, it's really locked down. And that, that's why we call it like a walled garden. Um, so Apple has developed this walled garden with their iPhones as well as their Macs. Um, 
to an ex extent that they're preventing from uh, accessing certain certain aspects of the phone. And while this is great uh, for a security uh, point of view, it can also be a double-edged sword in the respect that it it causes a uh, causes it to be a little bit difficult for like forensic investigators to access certain parts of the phone. Say if the phone gets hacked or that there's a zero day for some of these devices that are affecting certain parts of it. Um, some of the popular tools that these investigators use to scan devices will not work on iPhones because of their the lockdown nature. So, so if you get like uh, you know, one percent of the top hackers that get 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 inside of the phone, you know, um, they'll be able to be almost hidden from uh, security mechanisms that would discover them, because essentially their iPhone or Apple are kind of are blocking, like maybe they block certain access uh, access to the memory, so they maybe key parts of the memory that aren't accessible to like these investigators, security personnel, uh, but the hackers were able to get into it. So now security guys are looking to say, oh, this is this phone compromised? Has this been hacked? Uh, but they're pretty much shut out and they're not able to access these points of uh, points of the phone. So essentially the gist of the article, it also goes on to talk about a little bit about the, um, you know, kind of Android and even Windows is kind of working in, in uh, to develop kind of similar ecosystems where you get like a uh, a Chromebook from Google is kind of locked down in a similar way. You can only install certain pieces of software, only certain parts of the phone or the devices uh, accessible, as well as like Windows has like a Windows S mode. It's like a uh, kind of a lockdown Windows mode where you can only install Windows approved applications um, and things of that nature. You can't access certain parts of the, the device. Uh, but essentially, this is kind of like a, you know, this article just kind of describes that scenario and how much of it's a, how much it's a, you know, double edged sword in respect that you can't. Apple's making the devices more and more secure, but also uh, making great hiding spots for these malicious actors to to compromise the devices, and then they can kind of sit out in these certain parts of the phone that are getting locked down. Um, I think one part in the article they described, uh, uh, like there's a uh, like a folder or some access, like a, a like a like a sort of private folder that initially a bad actor got access to, and then um, these investigators were able to view this this data, but then later on, iPhone released like a patch or something that blocked access to view that folder. But the but the malicious guys were still able to get in there, but the the security personnel could not scan that part of the phone any longer to, to discover that the people were still in there. So things like that are, are the, the maybe the biggest concern. It's just a, um, it's a it's a it's a good thing that they're doing to secure their phones, but at the same time, it kind of provides like a little bit of a hiding spot. Um, but with that said, do you guys have some thoughts on, on that kind of, uh, uh, I think we're all, are we all Android users? I'm not sure if we, or do you have an iPhone? Absolutely not. One of us is not. Oh, that's right. That's Absolutely right. not. <laughs> Absolutely not. How dare you? See, you see how they cut a hole in the case just to show Apple symbols? Right, right. Make sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can count on iPhone, uh, 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 Apple to try to show off, you know, show off the goods to everybody. Make sure they, everybody knows what you got. But what you guys got? What you guys got on this? What do you think about it? Uh, so, as a, a Apple user, um, so I, I'm always been prideful of the uh, the walled garden and what have you. Like, um, first off, I'm, I haven't always been an Apple user. I, I used to to have an Android. My favorite phone of all time actually was my Note Three. That's how how long ago I had an Android phone because mm -hmm. um, you could do anything with it, right? It, it, anything you put install anything you want on it, you could do anything you want to do with it. Yeah. Um, it died on me just before uh, I was going on a, a 
temporary assignment. I was, I was like going across the country or something. So I needed a phone ASAP. Uh, so I think I got like an Apple three or whatever at the time or an Apple three S. I don't, I don't remember the, the, the name convention is always crazy, but once you're in that ecosystem and you buy something, you're just like, mm, I'm here now. This is, <laughs> this is where I live. So, yeah. uh, uh, you know, you 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 you're prideful of uh of the the things that you do get with the ecosystem. Like Apple products just work. The, the apps are usually pretty secure, but there's there's always something, right? Like I'm trading my uh, my security uh, in for potentially a, a new threat. So that is kind of worrisome. That uh, what are they? Uh, MDFTs, mobile device forensic tools or whatever, that they don't work very well. So I mean, that's good from a, a standpoint that just anyone can't get in my phone, but it's bad because like you said, now the bad guys can, can figure out ways to get in there and then hide. Um, kind of akin to, I guess, like with a, a window system, how sometimes you can, you can have a bad DLL file and it, uh, threat could just slip in. There's nothing, I, it's gonna look like a regular file to me. Like I, I won't know any better. And now, uh, you got, you got all my privacy, you got all my information. Um, so hopefully Apple figures out a way to to beat this back a little bit because it is kind of scary because a lot of my data is saved in my phone now to include my my uh, biometrics uh, as well as uh, KeyPass has all my passwords right. So if you get get into my KeyPass, uh, you, you got the keys to the kingdom. It's like having a um, a password wallet but attached to my thumbprint or my face. So it's even worse. But what about you, Shannon? So, so a couple of things. So Levon, something you brought up like about the Chromebook. So like my two boys that are in school, um, they got issued uh, equipment from the school to do their, their work on and whatnot. And they were Chromebooks. And I was like, okay, that's good for them, right? Like they can lock them down, do whatever they need to do, keep parents from doing whatever. Like I have to keep telling my wife because every time something seems to not work right, she just comes to me. I'm like, look, this is not my machine. I realize I'm the IT guy in the house. But this is not this is not my machine. I right. can't do whatever on this. This is locked down pretty good. He can right. browse and he can save stuff to it. That's about the extent of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I do understand that. Like you doing something like that that's locked down pretty good. And and I'll tell you this. So like when we were going, we were going over this article earlier in the in the week, I responded back to Ryan and I was like, I'm looking in the ch- I, I might change over to Apple. I'm looking into this now. <laughs> and here's and here's the thing. So like it's not like I'm I'm totally against it, right? Like my wife, my wife has a MacBook, you know what I mean? So like we have it in, we have some in the house and whatnot. But when it came to phones, um, I didn't want to do it because they they never had the expandable storage, right? They never had expandable storage, and I don't put anything in the cloud. That's just me. It's a personal thing with me, right? Like I not that I got any type of pictures or anything like that. And again, I'm not embarrassed if I, if I did, whatever, if they got out, they got out, whatever, but I put, I put everything in the cloud. And, that's what <laughs> and, so, and so for me, it wasn't necessary. Cause like at the time, you know, Apple had the cloud and whatnot and everybody would be like, okay, well space is not a thing on the phones. Cause you know, you can't, you don't have any expandable memory in them uh, um, or storage, excuse me. Uh, expandable storage, not expandable memory. Um, it, it it was a thing for me to where I was like, no, you know, I've had galaxies for who knows how long now, you know what I mean? Like I can remember back in galaxy, what are we on now? Like 2021, 21 is what yeah. they call it, but it's like galaxy 11 or whatever it would be right. if they kept with the same number scheme and not the year. Um, right. 
But even then now, I'm noticing that Samsung is doing the same thing that Apple was doing where they don't have the expandable storage anymore because mm-hmm. Samsung has an environment where you can put stuff you know, in a cloud environment now, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, well, is it worth it? Is it worth it for me to do it for that, you know? And, and like you were talking about with different applications and whatnot, like if I wanna, if I wanted to, I'm not saying I do put something that may not have been approved through the Play Store or whatever, you know, if I wanna add it to my phone, I could do so if I wanted to, you know, do some stuff that makes it more open for me. Um, but after reading this, I looked into more of the Apple stuff and whatnot, and I was like, maybe I want to give it a shot, right? Like, cause I could keep phones forever. So me having the expandable storage and I save stuff off, don't get me wrong. It's not like I keep everything on my phone. If I lose my phone, it's whatever, right? Like I save it, I have backup options that I do, but um, I'm always recording something. I'm always downloading some documents from an email or something, you know? So it just gets to a point where I don't want to spend a bunch of money getting a 512 gig device, you know what I mean? When I could do one that's like 64, you know what I mean? Where I can, it's cheaper. And so I don't know. It's, yeah. it, it's, it, it, I'm thinking about it. Um, and again, I know I seem like the Apple basher here, right? Cause it seems like, Ryan, I think you're giving me, I, I think you usually give me these articles on purpose about something with Apple. I do. I normally do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, it might, but, here's, but here's the thing, right? It might be because I'm the one that's finding them and, and sending them out. So I seem like an Apple hater and I'm not, but I don't know. It's something I'm, I'm, I'm willing to look into because, you know, it may, the reasons that I was staying away from it are becoming less and less now, right? Like if I like, I like Samsung, I like the galaxies, but if they're, they're not going to have expandable storage anymore, like what is the point of me doing that? Right? Like if I'm going to save it off anyway, I could, I could change it up. I'm sorry, LaVon, that I said that don't hit me next time you see me, you know what I mean? So wow, I left you alone, you know? I'm disappointed. I know, I know. (laughs) I'm disappointed disappointed in everybody, you know? I'm disappointed. I'm not studying. I'm trying to change up my phone. I was going to say, first you haven't been studying. Now you're trying to change the phone. (laughs) Yeah. You're gonna be like, give me two and two uh two iPhones versus an Android guy over here, guy over here. Be like trapped surrounded by you guys. <laughs> We're gonna start coming on. And be, <laughs> be like, hey guys, what's going on? We're gonna be like, one of us. That's right. That's I all good not, though. No. I did not murder him. Right. <laughs> I could, but I could totally understand that. I mean. I think the iPhones are really nice phones. I would uh, I wouldn't be opposed to getting one, but I'm more so like I, li- I do like the, the freedom of uh, the Android devices a little bit more open. You can install it, you know, install different applications and things like that, and uh, um, a little bit more customizable. You don't have to have the same kind of like background, the same kind of setup, desktop setup. If you wanted to switch up the, um, yeah, just want to you know customize a little bit more. But iPhones are nice. iPhones, Macs are nice. Um, uh, just that, I don't know. It's uh, you know, I think after, I think it's, I think it's. Some people treat it as like a cult. They like they have to get the get into the Apple, uh, Apple like, uh, uh, um, you know, get into their the Apple world where just everything has to be, you know, iPhone, iMac, and they got uh, um, I don't know. If they started coming out with like like Apple underwear, people start buying that because they already got like an app, you know, Apple phone. Got, <laughs> like I get my Apple underwear. Let me wear my, <laughs> but once, they're, they're once, once, you, once you join, once yeah. you join the group, we don't call it a call, we call it a group. Once you join yeah. the group, it's, it's not coming back. Right? I got 
I got the uh, the the phone, the iMac, the uh, Apple TV. Yeah. Um, what else I got? I don't know. I got I got all the things because once you get into that, like that walled garden, like you you feel as though all these things just jive. They work together. You've already right, bought it. It works across platforms. Yeah. And then they just keep giving you free stuff. Like so, uh, I got the. So when you buy a phone, they just give you Apple TV for a year. Mm. And every time I get a phone, they just keep stock. They just keep adding another year. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm good for a couple of years now. And I'm just like, well, I mean, hey, it kind of that worked out. <laughs> so as a as a plug, what, what's actually in Apple TV? I've never like used it or like seen it really. Is that just the same as like, uh, do they have like the same kind of programming as Hulu or do they have something special on there? Just they have like a, uh, they have like their own it's, set of like. It's, programming us yeah they have, they, have, they have their own movies so there, there's a, a couple um i never really got big into the the movies and tv shows and all that good stuff because i, I didn't want to get attached and then you know i mean then then um no longer have the uh the service but then i, I renewed i got a new phone and then they were like hey here's another year and i'm just like oh okay you got me on that one um but then apple music so we, we pay for a family plan i think we pay like 15 bucks a month and then we all get apple music so i, I don't buy music anymore it's just free like there's never been an album that drops where i can't have access to it unless it's uh beyonce or somebody from title then mm. obviously those are, are delayed but um when it comes to movies um man i'm trying to think of this a really good one i, I say that and i can't remember the title of it but it has uh, anthony mackie and samuel jackson uh the bankers i think is what it's called uh so it's a uh, uh based on true life story uh these two black businessmen mm-hmm. uh fake being like they, they find a, a a white man to front as the the owner of the bank and then they infiltrate into the banking system in texas i want to say mm-hmm. um so a really good movie um there's a few others there's there's one where um uh what's my man's name uh from castaway um tom hanks, oh, tom, you know, hanks yeah. tom hanks always has a he always has a jam right so in this mm-hmm. one he's uh He's playing uh, a submarine captain, I want to say. I forget the name of that one. I haven't watched it yet. Um, <laughs> but it's a Tom Hanks movie, so you know it's going to be good. Um, He's the captain then, now. There's a few more. <laughs> there's a few more. Um, uh, there's there's um, uh, a documentary on Black Fathers that they, they put together. is really good about Black fatherhood. Um, uh, I want to say, man, there's, there's a few more. So I, I graze. You know what I mean? I, I uh, Beyonce had uh, no, no. I'm sorry. That was that was Disney Plus. I, I get it yeah. confused, right? Because Apple right. TV is is a set top box basically. So at, at the crib we have HBO Max. We had Disney Plus at one point, um, and those are all apps on the Apple TV, and we use it as the media streaming device. Um, so some of that stuff blends into each other because right. you don't have to click on the app. You can just click on the whatever you want to watch, and then it just jumps to the app for you, just like any other set top box. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, they start to right. bleed into each other, so you don't know what right. is yeah, from they, Apple and what isn't. Right. They do it on purpose. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, it's it's good, man. Like uh, I got the the Apple TV for free too. It was uh, HOA uh, gave it to me. Mm. Um, Dang. Yeah, it was. Uh, remember, because remember, I said I didn't want cable. Like I finally had cut cut my ties with cable when I moved into the house. But um, the Wi-Fi was part of the HOA, so I think the like HOA is like thirty bucks. But we had. 100, 100 gig, uh, I'm sorry, 100 meg up and down uh, as part of the deal. And then they expanded it and it went up a little bit and they added a cable package and they gave us Apple TVs. Um, 
And then I, I was, you know, it's, it's serendipitous that I have Apple devices and an Apple TV. So everything that I watch, I can stream onto my Apple TV, listen to my music, all that good stuff. Um, so again, it's a walled garden, right? So uh, everything kind of plugs into each other. But since Apple's not sponsoring us, we can talk about the bad as well. Uh, right. we, we did talk about how Apple has that proprietary um, uh, Wi-Fi connection between devices that makes it so simple that was able to be um, exploited. And then people were able to cut on people's iPhone cameras and microphones and listen to their, their conversations through walls. So there, there's also that implication as well, right? So anything that's attached uh, that speaks to another device uh, can be intercepted. So I, all my devices are, are starting to become Apple devices, but again, I'm opening myself up to, you know, pretty big vulnerability. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if bad and bad actors want to, to get into one device, they can almost get into all the devices, um, at least with that exploit, which has been patched. Um, uh, I think last fall they patched it, so. That's what's up. So, so something to consider. Yeah, like I, I love it though. I, lo- I love the the synergy between the devices. I, I do want to. Uh, oh yeah, because the, the boys have uh, 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 iPads as well. So iPads, mm-hmm. iMac, iPhone, Apple TV, all the things. Oh, iPods. Everybody got iPods now in in the house. Um, mm-hmm. and all these things speak to each other. So I, I right. love it, but at the same time, I'm opening myself up. Yeah. Yeah. That's one, one good thing about uh, another, you know, I'd say another good thing about the iPhones and uh, Apple products in general is that they, they have a, uh, you know, kind of a, like we said, like a walled garden, a closed off environment where um, when, when developers are trying to make applications for their devices, they don't have to be, they don't have to be considerate of a variety of like producers or, or manufacturers per, per se. Say if you have, you know, for Android, you have you have Samsung making phones, you have OnePlus making phones, you have um, you have all these different like phone makers, um, and so they have to make the the application as well as the software itself make it like compatible, universally accepted amongst all these devices. What Apple has, they make their own products. They don't allow you to really install Apple, you know, on other like non-Apple devices, or you can't like uh, you know have like third-party manufacturers making iPhones on like you know. Samsung making the Samsung phone with iPhone operating system on it. Um, so it's like that helps developers make their applications um, kind of like very efficient and very like compatible with all the devices. And it says it's going to be, you know, it's not going to have any bugs or hitches where you're trying to like, you know, uh, navigate the, the, the application and it's kind of slow or it's like it may get locked up because you're on a certain device that they didn't really fully test or that they, um, you know, they don't make it a completely extreme line for so that's one good thing about the you know the iphones that they uh, i think that helps them to be um i don't know just for for their devices to be a lot smoother in some sense for some of the applications to be a lot smoother because they don't have to worry about you know the the universally accepting the the, the application but also kind of locks them down to their own environment where um for example i, know, I don't know the statistic right now but i know android operating system in general android phones are more popular worldwide than iPhone by a large margin, just because they're compatible with all these different different devices. And you know, a lot of companies use that, especially if they're open source or they're yeah, the open, open source oper- operating systems. They can install them on different devices, and they can modify it and tweak it and customize it for their own business. So that kind of locks down Apple to their particular devices, 
I mean, I suppose if they open it up to the to the world, let people install it on all kinds of other devices, it would give them probably increase their profits, but also would lock it'll cause them to um, lose a lot of the um, you know the the tight knit like walled garden streamline you know compatibility with their applications things like that. So it's something I'm sure that they've thought about, and um, it's a it's a big I think it's probably a big selling point for them as well to to kind of say that we have our own you know we make, we take care of our own devices and we know that they're are going to be as fast as they can be because we made them that way. So it's a it's a pro and a con there as well. But I don't want to dive too much in the Apple world. I know we've been talking about this for a minute, and uh, I think we have a, yeah. another <laughs> yeah another topic that we <laughs> want to cover. Podcast. Yeah, I was going to turn to the Apple <laughs> Podcast. I want to <laughs> I want them to take it over, even though we're streaming on Apple. We're streaming on Apple Podcast too, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. actually we get we get the most streams on that side. So. Um, yeah. There's that as well. So we'll give a shout yeah, out to me. Apple every now and then. They got you. <laughs> they got me. Hey, listeners. Please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here, you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad free. However, in these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds, leave us constructive feedback, and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so uh, topic number two. So typically when I do the run of show, um, I, I, get, I give you guys an article, we kind of dissect it, you know what I mean? It's based on something that um, someone else has produced. However, uh, this time I, I wanted to switch things up and I kind of wanted to talk about social media and kids and their privacy. So uh, this, what inspired me this week was uh, a video produced by um, one of my connections on LinkedIn. Um, I actually can't remember her name. Uh, I'll try to pull it up while we're talking, but basically uh, she was kind of giving parents a heads up. With Dana Mantilia? Dana? There you go. Yeah, I'll tag her or something in this video. Um, uh, give her her credit, but it inspired me because she was talking about uh, how Snapchat has maps. So in Snapchat, uh, which I only have a Snapchat chat account because my daughter has one, um, you can tell your friends where you're at. Basically, they'll beacon like, "Oh, I'm at the park." Like you don't even have to say it; it's just you pop up on the map unless you restrict that. Um, so basically, what she was saying was, you know, definitely look out for your kids and make sure that they don't have this feature on. Make sure that they're ghosting their friends, basically, because they don't always invite just their friends to be their friends on social media. So you'll have some complete stranger knowing the location of your child just because of they, they did a Snapchat at the park. So it's like, okay, so-and-so, um, you know, is at Eastwood park. I just made it up. Uh, I'm gonna go there and, and basically stalk them potentially. You know I mean, it's always the potential of, of weirdos being on the internet, right? Cause it's a very weird place. But I know that me and Shannon have different opinions on social media just from the, the, the conversations we have on the show. And then uh, I'm sure Levon also has uh, his, his opinion on kids and if, if they should have social media and all that good stuff. So I kind of just wanted to open it up to everybody and kind of give their their advice, uh, both as a parent or as uh, someone who has, you know, nieces and nephews or, you know, will have kids in the future. And just your your opinion on how much is too much social media? And then how do you protect your kids or your loved ones uh, on uh, social media? So I, I got a lot to say about it, but I'll, I'll let you guys go first. 
So, Levon, let me let me jump in first on this one. Yeah. So. I was going to say, I, I'd like if you guys go first on this because you guys have <laughs> very opinions. Jump, jump and I can be like, and I can be like the moderator in between. <laughs> so, so like, so like, here's the thing, and I and I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show, or if it was something offline for the times that we talk or whatnot. But I mentioned about how my daughter, for her 16th birthday, all she wanted was a Facebook account. She wanted to be on social media because we never let her have it. And I was like, no, I'd rather spend money, give you something you may possibly not want, than worry about you know a possible safety issue or anything like that. And it kind of and what it kind of goes to is. I don't know if you guys have ever seen like uh, like I watch a lot of like that 2020 and investigative stuff, but there was this guy who um, with the approval of the parents, like these parents thought they were teaching their children the right thing to do, right? Like um, don't talk to strangers on social media. Don't let people in the house. This that in the third. So with the parents approval, this guy was pretending he was someone else and, and, and talking to their children. You know what I mean? It was like, Hey, meet me at the park, this, that, and the third, blah, 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 blah. And I see that. And I'm like, okay, I think I've told my children not to, talk to strangers don't get in the van when someone has a puppy or candy you know what I mean? <laughs> right. like that right but that's not even needed anymore right and and the thing is it, when you watch these videos these children fail spectacular at spectacularly at it right like they go to the park to meet this adult right with the parents right again with, with the parents permission and with the parents and so they go and they could get snatched up, but like, you don't even need that anymore because you, you got photos that are getting tagged, tells you how long ago the photo was taken, tells you their location, um, things like this I worry about. Like, it's one of those things where as much as I think I taught my children the right thing to do, they're always going to do what they want to do. I, I have not forgotten from when I was a child, right? And my parents told me, don't do this. And I was like, you know, I think I know better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so Try to stop I, Exactly. I'm not naive enough to believe that I did not pass that down to my children. Right. So for me, it's one of those things where I think it's more of a um, and, and social, social media to me, social media is the devil. I'm like Bobby Boucher's mom on this. Right. Like social media is the devil. I don't want to take it too far, but like but like because because when you go and you when you go and you look at some of the stuff that people put out there. Right. Um, you got a lot of people that are trolling, that are saying things that are that are divisive, whether it be about race, whether it be about politics, you know, sexuality, things of that nature to where my children just don't need to see that at such a young age. Now, I have two children that are adults. They're above 18, right? They can do what they want to do. You want your Facebook account? You can have it. You're an adult at this point, right? But when you are under that threshold and, and I'm still supporting you, I I am not going to allow it, right? There's just a difference. Like, if I need to know where my children are, I have other ways of knowing where they are, right? Like I could text them, I could call them, you know what I mean? I could do what I need to do to, to talk to them or do whatever. But social media to me, the, there are more there are more cons than pros to, for them to have an account as a, as a young teenager before they become adults is my stance on it. What about you, Ryan? So a little, little bit different, but, but pretty similar, right? So. Uh... Like I said, the only reason I have a Snapchat account is because my daughter has one. The only reason I have a TikTok account is because my daughter has one. Uh, the only reason I have a Discord account is because my son has one. Um, they have not asked for uh, Facebook or Twitter or anything else that I feel are not really kid-friendly platforms. Um, or, I'm sorry, YouTube as well. So originally they had a YouTube account, uh, but it was my account. So they, they shared it. So all of their accounts stemmed from my account originally. That's why I kind of lost my gamer tag to my son because he plays more than I play. Uh, I lost my YouTube channel to my daughter because she was actually making videos. She doesn't anymore, but she did. Um, and then, like I said, I, I, I created those accounts to friend them with unrestricted access. So 
is, is kind of uh, twofold. So I believe kids should have privacy. So I'm not taking my kids' doors off the hinges or threatening to do that. Uh, but I will take the stuff that I bought from them out of their room because <laughs> you didn't buy that. I bought that. Um, but I try to give them as much autonomy as possible. Um, but when it comes to social media and, and things of that nature, I, I ask for their device. So I've, I've on uh, several accounts taken my son's uh, tablet or phone and look through his security settings to make sure they're still set up the way I, I set them up, but also to make sure he's not restricting what I can view as his friend. Like, I, w- I want to make sure I can see everything that your friends can see. Um, and that's just like mutual respect. Like, if, if I, I, I let them know, like, if I see something that's, that's different, you're not letting me see what you're posting, then I'm taking your device. Like, it's not, it's my device, you're borrowing it. Cause you did not buy this <laughs> and if you did it's still my device because <laughs> you live in my house so don't think don't think you're gonna save it for an iphone and they'll be like oh you can't touch my iphone that's not gonna happen because you live here um but it's not to, it's not to be threatening it's just that i want to see everything that you're posting like i want to know everything that your friends know i want to be able to find you on snapchat if you if you so happen to cut that feature on um so i know that it needs to be turned off you know what i mean like um so i do give them a little bit more autonomy um, but again, they haven't asked for the big accounts because I, I will probably not allow my daughter to have Facebook or Twitter because it, it's, even though she's a freshman, I think it may be another year or two before she can graduate into, uh, such an adult platform. And then the same thing for my son, he's only in middle school. So now he can't have that. But again, they haven't asked for those things. Uh, cause I think they're, they're kind of on the, the, the track that their friends are on where you kind of grow into those things. So maybe come her sophomore, junior year, she might ask for it. But like with my son, all he has is um, Discord because him and his friends play, you know, games and they chat through Discord. So he kind of it's going on that that track. But I've heard some stuff when he's playing on on live with his with his with his friends. I've heard I've I've heard them say some things. I'm like, yo, yeah. we gotta have a conversation because you you know what I mean like even though it's it's a more age appropriate platform, they're still gonna run into other people or their friends and they get taught bad habits. Like I've heard, uh, you know. A couple B's here, a couple F's there. I mean, he's playing 2K, and I'm like, uh, it's not coming from him, but still, I mean, like, uh, hey, you gotta tell your friend he he has to chill out, or you can't play with him. So, those are just my two cents. Like, I trust but verify. Very oxymoron of me, but it makes me feel more comfortable. I think they're a little bit safer. But you know, kids are smart. Like, he probably knows how to get around some some things. I even I don't know. So. Yeah, you, there is some, there is definitely some risk involved as well. So, so I think, what do you I, think, Levon? I, so oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry, man. No, no. I, 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 that like, I got to talk to you about this. That usually is where I pass it on. But like, <laughs> I, I, I think what it is, I think it, what it is, is that again, I, I don't want to make it seem like I don't trust my children. I trust my children to do and say. I don't trust them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say I trust, but verify. Right. It's an oxymoron. I don't trust you. But, but I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't trust them to go out there and spew some of that stuff that I just don't want coming towards them. Right. Like it's one of those things where, it, even being a driver on the road, right. Like I could say that I'm a safe driver, but I'm not the only one on the road. You know what I mean? So like that's kind of what I'm looking out for. Is I don't. I don't. I can tell them that there are people out there that feel a certain way about them or about how they think, but. It's not something they need to be bombarded with all the time because children are on social media. They could be on social media all day. You know what I mean? 
you give them you give them a weekend that could you could just every time you see them they're on their phone looking at stuff and it's just like that's just not what they need in their head they need some positivity so you know what i mean um that's just my my thinking on it i think i think me and you are somewhat similar in in, in how we feel ryan because i'm definitely uh, well i'm maybe we're a little bit different because i will take the door off the hinges you know what i mean like i, I don't know <laughs> maybe I, i've never yeah, 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 I never get to that point. Never to that point. Like, so I, I like to believe I wouldn't, but you know, certain threats you got as as a, a kid, you kind of just they flow out of your mouth before you you really know. Like, like uh, you got McDonald's money, you be like, <laughs> why why I say that? <laughs> what about you, Levon? Thanks. So I, you know, um, I, I'll say I don't have any kids right now. I'm thinking back about back in the day when I was a kid and I got into technology. I think technology is wonderful, obviously, that technology's done a lot of things to improve our lives, make things easier, make things like more streamlined and like uh, simple and efficient and effective. And, but, you know, obviously technology is also uh, another du- double-edged sword where it can be, you know, cause people to get into trouble as well as, especially with social media nowadays, I think, um, especially a lot of the controversy around, you know, just political controversy and then racial and, you know, had like the Black Lives Black, Black Lives Matter uh, movement and things like that. People had different varying opinions, especially on social media that kind of blew up. And I think it can cause, uh, cause people to be a little bit more divisive with each other. Um, people like to put out their ideas on social media and, and express their views. Um, so in that respect, you know, kind of what Shannon was saying with, you know, a lot of the, the, the posts that are out there, I myself find that I'm, I'm trying to like avoid getting on social media as much as I used to. Um, cause it can be very addictive. I think people, some people are addicted to it. They're, you see people post their like nonstop. They have like a, a post every, you know, couple hours, every, you know, every day to have a couple posts, uh, becomes like a, uh, like a soundboard for them. They, they can let they express their views and things like that. So there's things on there that I wouldn't want any for my kids, if I had them to be viewing, um, you know, I'd imagine that they would only have, you know, the friends would be only like other kids, like their age that would probably not be, you know, posting things like that anyway, but um, it's still out there. You may run across it some kind of other way. Somebody shares a, a link to a video and it goes to another, it kind of goes into like a, uh, we call it like a rabbit hole or like a, uh, a down like a, like a, you know, a hole of like just different conspiracies and all this kind of stuff come, come, out, of, come out of it. So I, I would be concerned about that. I think my kids, if I had some kids now, I would obviously be, um, I'd be welcoming, welcoming of them using technology you know, to, to an extent, but I also want them to be like, not like tied to their phones and to their devices. Like, uh, but I think a lot of people are nowadays that can't, can't go anywhere without their phone. They have to have the phone with them. Even if they go to like another room, like, Oh, where's my phone? And let me bring my phone. So I'm so I can check my messages. I can check my, my social media feed and all this kind of stuff. Cause back in my day, I used to be, you know, ro- roaming the streets on my bike. I go to my, my friend's house, like get on my bike. Like, let's see what my friend down the street's doing. Let's go uh, hang out. Let's just ride around the neighborhood for, you know, all day until it got dark. And then mom calls you when it's like, you know, it's, it's dusk and, you know, mom's like, hey, you know, where you at, boy? Get back home. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, I'm not sure how much I think kids are still doing that nowadays, but I think uh, there's obviously technology is a lot different than when I was growing up. A lot of people wouldn't mind just being home all the time and playing video games, playing Xbox, playing PlayStation, playing the Switch, Nintendo Switch. Um, a lot of kids are kind of like tied, you know, tied to their phone, tied to their electronic devices, um, and may not be physically active as they as as we used to be back in the heyday when we didn't have all the technology. 
Um, so I think it's important that that kids maintain that for not only like their mental well-being, but their physical. Uh, but I think with social media in general, obviously the, the concern with the tagging of location and and also we have like a lot of facial recognition technologies that they know, like they see your face in a the picture, they know, you know, they know that's you and they can find you another picture someplace else on the internet or um, that kind of like you lose a lot of your privacy in that respect that you're, once you've got like a digital footprint, then um, people can find you um, and people can find information about you if they need to. So it's kind of like, that's a concern. Um, and I think I would, I would wait to a certain age to let my kids be able to like use that kind of technology to get on and maybe post some pictures about themselves and stuff, stuff like that. And I think education is very important. You got to teach the kids as much as you can. I mean, I'm sure they're young and they're, they're very like uh, impressionable and they're kind of like, they're like, oh, that's not a big deal. You know, dad or mom, whatever. Um, I'm not worried about that. They don't know like the little dangers of it. They, they haven't seen the dangers of, uh, you know, posting it social media and putting a location and, and somebody kind of creeping up on them and, and saying, hey, I, I know where you're at now. Or like, let me, you know, I got some candy for you, little boy. Come come, come with me in my van or something like that. So that's obviously a big concern. I think educating the kids as much as you can, letting them know about the, the dangers um, and, you know, using your, your, your parental controls and parental powers to make sure that they are aware of uh, how much, you know, or that they, they are limited in how much they can access and that they're aware that if they mess up that they won't have access anymore. I think just like Ryan was saying earlier, I think it's a, a good respect, you know, good thing to have with the kids to make sure that they understand and that they're, they respect the father, respect that they are given this access and they know that it's a, uh, it's not a, uh, a given and that they have to kind of earn that access <laughs> to be able to get on the media. Because uh, I know kids, you know, want to talk to their friends. Obviously they go to school, they make, they make friends. They got all these people they know. Um, if they're not meeting them on social media, they have to like get over to their house somehow and hang out. Um, to talk to them or call them on the phone, like old, folk, like the old fashioned days. Like I used to call my friends on the phone. Hey, how you doing today? My friend, you know, whatever, whoever friend I was hanging out with, talking to, I'd call them every now and then we'd just talk for a little bit about whatever. Uh, and then we're like, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's have a sleepover, you know, uh, this weekend or something, whatever we're doing, <laughs> things like that. So I think uh, social media is like a good way to stay in touch with people, uh, to socialize and just, um, but also you got to be, make sure you kind of be watchful what the kids are, 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 are doing. And um, I think I remember back in heyday when I first got a computer, I think I was pretty, you know, I was a pretty good kid. I, I didn't really get into like any dark web stuff. I wasn't like looking at some, some raunchy sites really when I was growing up. I remember just like getting on a computer. I was like, just, just trying to search things up for the first time. Like how do I, and I like install random games. I try to find free games and stuff like that. I go to like, maybe I go to some chat rooms and just like, uh, chat about stuff like mostly like I found like anime and things like that back in the heyday um but I was I think I was pretty good but at this at the same time that was kind of like more the the beginning stages of of a technology where it wasn't as prevalent as it is now people not every person had a computer in the home not even nobody had like cell phones really back then um at least not the, the the smartphones like we have but um it was a different time so I think so uh yeah yeah, what you have to say, Shannon. So here's my thing on this, right? So like to piggyback off something you said, right? Like what is that age, right? You brought yeah. that up. What is that age when you do this, right? And I and right. I'll I'll volunteer that I'm the oldest one here, right? But like I can remember <laughs> I can remember I was ten years old. I was ten years old when I first went to a friend's house and was watching a porno movie. You know what I mean? Mm. Now now here's why I say this. Here's why I say this, right? 
every generation, you got to think that 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 age or whatever that that uh, mark is is getting lower and lower, right? I wasn't supposed to be at 10 years old going to my friend's house, watching these porno movies in a dark room, like, oh man, what is that? What, you know, yeah. I, I don't know anything yeah. about any of that. They weren't teaching me that in school. I hadn't had to talk with my parents yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what is that age now that my child, like my youngest child is going to be four or five generations away from me, you know, by the time this all, not that much, three, three or four, three, four generations away from me before, okay, I was 10. Is it going to be five? for her you know what i mean is it gonna be six for her? like what is what does that age go down to to where it's like they're doing the stuff that i was doing that i think i know to look out for but it's just not the same when i was 10 there was no cell phones you know what i mean well there were they were like the big zach morris cell phones on saved by the bell but, right. <laughs> you know I mean? but like, we didn't we didn't have them you know i wasn't carrying one of those around for for my mother and my father to call me um so where, where is that line going to be? And I think that might be why I'm how I am, because I don't know where it is, right? Like, I know before before my oldest son, before he turned 18, like, I could hear him in the basement. His room is behind where I sit to watch TV. I could hear him online. And there's some things that he said that I was like, oh, don't let your mom hear that. You know, I could, he's got headphones on, so I can't hear what's being said to him. But I hear him saying some words that I'm like, ah. Oh, you sound like you sound like me playing video games. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but, <laughs> like, but at what at what point, like, do I say, okay, this is okay, right? Like, can my son son say certain things at this age? Yeah, okay. But when he's not within earshot, I don't know what he's saying, and I just try mm-hmm. to limit that as much as I can. And maybe maybe that's wise because I don't know what the age is, right? I just think about myself and and how it's getting sooner and sooner for children as generations go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. which is which is true so so i i can i can definitely uh understand that and that that definitely does give me some concern um because i was around 11 or 12 or whatever when i you know start sneaking my my uncle's magazines and watching his his uh, vhs's and whatnot but that was that was still kind of the equivalent of today like i still found access and they like yes access is easier for them and then uh you definitely have to do a lot of of uh cyber hygiene so parents should be um putting on the parental controls they should be like i said you should friend your like if you give your kids access to a a platform they should definitely be your friend and that that should also hopefully keep them from saying and doing certain things uh you should definitely turn off geotagging you should definitely you know make sure there's no metadata in their pictures and what have you like there's a lot of hygiene i think that should be another topic like maybe i should put something together we can talk about just different uh mechanisms to filter what they can see as well as to um, uh, make them have a smaller footprint online when they are uh, online. But I, I just don't think you can stop everything. So like, I should not have had access, just like you should not have had access. We still found it because kids will be kids. Like it was not given to me, I had to go get it. So they will do the same. It's just that they, they have the means of doing it from the screen in front of their face so they, they can get to it a little bit quicker. But you still can put filters and restrictions and what have you. Like, he could have locked his door so I couldn't get in there <laughs> to get the material. <laughs> and then make sure I rewound it back to where I found it so I wouldn't get caught. You know what I mean? Like, kids, like, no one taught me to do that. Like, I used my little brain at the time. was like, you know what? I should probably put this back where I found it at the same time I found it at. So he doesn't, he doesn't catch on. So I can keep, you know, uh, watching this material I shouldn't have had my hands on. 
So mm-hmm. kids are going to be kids. You just right. you, you just have to do the best you can as a parent to 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 restrict as much as possible. And that was within my own home. Like like God forbid you let your kid go on sleepover. <laughs> what what will they be exposed to? That's true. Right. Um, kids were finding porn on their GPAs or not. It wasn't Game Boy Advances. It was on the um, uh, the 3DSs, the, the clamshell uh, mm. uh, handhelds, because people would search up adult material and then when they went to turn into GameStop and it wouldn't get wiped so mm. the next kid would get it and then it was a thing it was a whole thing where GameStop had to start wiping the vices better because kids were getting a hold of porn through um <laughs> like Game Boys and, and things of that nature I so thought they always it's, it's a thing they always wiped them that's the thing I thought they always wiped them they, they do now they do now there was a point where they they saw they turned the turnaround was so quick that they weren't catching it and they there's lawsuits like you exposed my kids to uh adult material like well we didn't put it on there (laughs) (laughs) that was you know gamer so-and-so like we got the paperwork but it wasn't good enough so we had to get better at cleaning it so i I think that should be a topic to itself like i'm very interested in in trying to give those tips to to parents and what have you uh and then maybe learn something while i'm out there i probably will find some stuff and i'll be like oh man i even know (laughs) i didn't even know kids could do this right so it'd be some, some good good research um but not not yeah. to, to to linger on it for, for this this go around because I think there's some some good stuff to, to be had in the future. Uh, but we can move on to uh, what we've been playing or and or watching. So what what have you guys been consuming this past week? Yeah, so for me, I, I wrapped up uh, Warrior on uh, HBO Max, which was like phenomenal. I really enjoyed that that series. It got even better as it came to a conclusion. So I found out while uh, at the end of it, just kind of looking it up that they, they kind of they kind of ended it on this last season, season two, um, because it was being produced through uh, Cinemax and they decided to sh- stop all like scripted programming, pretty much cancel all the scripted programming um, content um, due to COVID. And I guess they, they didn't put any kind of schedule for it to be, you know, uh, you know, restored or restarted after the end of COVID. So it's like, it's kind of like sitting in this kind of limbo, I guess it's, essentially it's like canceled for now but there's been talks and a lot of discussion on the web that hbo max now has like access to it or i don't know i don't know the the back on the background how it works but they i don't know they they produced they they purchased the rights for it or at least the rights to stream it and there's talks that potentially you know hbo hbo max can uh you know take over the production and and bring it on their on their platform so uh hopefully they do that because it's a really good series and it, it ended like on a good note that has like a lot of like uh, room for you know growth. Um, I think the director said something to the effect they plan to make the series like a four to five season series. So, and I, I like that too that they weren't trying to make it like an eight or nine season series because some some season some series like go on forever and they like they become you know very very dumb. They just, they they no longer have the same uh, spark they had when they first started. So, I think a four or five season for this uh, for this series would be perfect. Um, but. I can't say enough good things about the series. I think it's really good. They did a really great job. Um, I think I think if Bruce Lee was around to watch it, he would be uh, very impressed with it. Um, I think they did a great job. Um, and with that, I've been been playing mostly Destiny Two, as well as uh, I started. I picked up. Um, I kind of dusted off my PlayStation Five a little bit, <laughs> and I played some uh, Miles Morales. I'm sorry about that, Shannon. I dusted off. It's it was collecting dust. I'm so bored with it. <laughs> <laughs> Dusted off a little bit, a little Miles, Miles Morales, but uh, 
I need to like uh, get back into it and, and kind of finish. I know it's like like super long game or anything, so I need to get back in there and finish it off. But I play a little bit of that. And uh, um, Sony actually added, I'm not sure if you guys have uh, PlayStation Plus, but they put Final Fantasy VII Remake on there. Even already owned it. Yeah. But I thought that was pretty pretty big that they did that. That's a pretty, uh, pretty popular game. So uh, I need to finish that game off as well. I haven't, uh, haven't, uh, finished it off yet but that one i need to finish off uh, breath of the wild on a nintendo switch those are kind of like on my queue right now but uh i think it's my my main things how about you guys you guys been watching or playing anything cool lately not for me i i uh like i'll go through and look at stuff well let me not say that that i watched uh the investigation on hbo max it's the so you remember kim wall the guy that took the the female in the submarine and chopped her up a couple of years back, I don't, I don't know about that. No, yeah, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a real news story, but they did it. They did like a, it's not even a documentary, but they did like a, a six part series on it, and HBO Max has it, um, and it's actually in Danish. So I'm reading subtitles the whole time, but they're going through like the whole investigation because this guy like changed his story. Like first he dropped her off on the land, and then you know, uh, then she hit her head. Like his story kept changing every time they found more evidence and they're doing it from the police point of view of how the investigation was going. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was, it's, it's interesting. They only released five of the six so far. I think next week, the sixth one will be released. Um, but yeah, I've, I've watched that documentary. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm more, I'm, I, I kind of go in ebbs and flows in what I'm watching. Like I'm watching a lot more of the documentary and, and other, other stuff. I've watched uh what, what's the name of it? It's got Hill Harper on it. What really happened or something like that. You know what I mean? So I watched Prince's Last Days. You know, I'm a, I'm a Prince fan. So I watched that. That made me actually go and watch Purple Rain again. And like, here's the thing. It's not even like it's great acting. Like it is like the best musical score you'll probably ever see in a movie. Right. So you're like, I'll watch it just to see the songs all the time because like Prince is not a great actor let's be honest about or was not a great actor let's be honest about that right but I still watched it and was like okay you know but that's kind of I'm kind of in the documentary phase now so I'm watching that um the confession tape watching the uh like a doc, doc different documentaries on these people and how they got them to confess the crimes that they may or may not have committed you know spoiler alert I'm pretty sure they didn't commit almost everyone that they filmed here <laughs> like uh, it's right. just crazy right but no, that's just kind of the direction I'm in. I'm I'm not really, you know, watch a couple NBA games, but other than that, no, no video games still. Mm. Mm. You got that. You got several several new TVs and ain't, ain't playing no games on them. I know. I I, I'm, <laughs> wasting, I'm wasting them. <laughs> and I say several new TVs and. <laughs> hey, hey, you don't tell me about wasting them and dusting off next gen console. Yeah. Dusting them off. Exactly. Like oh, I dust off on PS Five. Like it's right. not even old yet. It's got dust on it because you ain't playing it. <laughs> it's not even old enough to have dust on it. <laughs> 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 no, that's what's up though. But uh, so I'm, I'm kind of bouncing between things. Uh, I, I'm not finishing anything. It's kind of frustrating. Like uh, I'm still watching Amendment. I got to uh, women's uh, suffrage and how it ties into um, the 14th Amendment. So it's getting. It's, it's. I mean, the whole whole documentary is phenomenal. Um, but it's 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 becoming uh, more 
uh, what's the word? It's, it's moving up the timeline. So it's it's it's, it's definitely becoming more relevant, even though all of it's relevant. So I, I don't know, but I still like it. Still doing still doing good things. Um, what else? I started started a movie, didn't I? Oh yeah, I started some some weird uh, uh, South Korean sci-fi like Space Sweepers on uh, Netflix. It's like a two-hour movie, and it's it's just weird because I've been trying to get my my sci-fi fix on, and there hasn't been a lot of sci-fi content because of COVID. It pushed a lot of my shows back, like um, all of my Netflix stuff. I don't have access to HBO Max right now, um, so I've been deep getting pretty deep into Netflix. And it's always weird to see the perspective of other countries uh, in their movies, because usually it's always the U.S., the U.S.-led, the U.S. is, is like the, the superpower. But like in this one, like literally, they they, like they got the Korean flag, the South Korean flag on the side of the, side of the ship, and like the baddest ship in space. They did, they like one up in the, the U.S. ship. It's kind of funny, mm. like just to see yeah. the, the world doesn't revolve around us, you know, all the time in, in media. Um, but it's, it's long. It's like a two hour movie. I was like, it's could have been a show or something. Mm. Um, aside from that, I, I'm trying to finish Hades on, on my switch. And I'm trying mm. to finish control on the PS on the PS4 pro. And I'm not finishing either. Cause I just keep biding my time between the two of them. I need to get focused cause mm-hmm. I, I got to beat one of these games so I can move on. Yeah. But, um, maybe you need to stop all that study yeah, that, and betterment of yourself. Maybe you need to stop doing that. You know? Right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So that, that's what that's the, that's the weird part. I still get that guilt feeling, like from when I was uh, finished my master's. Like if I start playing a game, I feel guilty, and then I go back to studying. So like I can't. I, I need to flip it because I need to, to to not study as hard. I, I I say that you should always study well, but when does it stop? But you need a, you need <laughs> when do I get to take a break? <laughs> exactly. It, it, like watching movies and, and games is a welcome break from it, though. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I kind of still want to do the uh, the little side podcast where I, I spoil video games that are old. So I, I downloaded, redownloaded Final Fantasy the uh, the original Final Fantasy Seven because uh, hmm. after I play through uh, remake again, I'm trying to platinum it. I plan on going back into seven uh, and then doing like a spoiler cast where I. You know, can can talk intelligently about a game I haven't played in a decade. I want to say I haven't played Final Fantasy VII original. Yeah, and no, probably a decade and a half. It's been a hmm. long time, so it's been go a back minute. through. Yeah, yep. that's so, game. And then like oh, just just editing stuff. Like I did that interview with uh, uh, Chelsea Pierre from uh, Blurgling Technology. Uh, that's currently on the Patreon, and it'll it'll go to free feeds on the tenth. So I was out there making some clips so I can, I can, you know, advertise it. And then, uh, yeah, just, um, media, just learn how media works. Like trying to get more people to, to, to join the Patreon, get more people to watch the, uh, the videos, all that good stuff. Yeah. Trying to make the big bucks. I see what you're doing over there. You're trying to. <laughs> no man, it's, it's about the, the networks. I want people to know I know what I'm talking about, so they can they right. can they can hire me. Right. So right. I want to be somebody's V Sizzle or regular Sizzle. I don't care any type of Sizzle right now. Like that's right. <laughs> I want a job. <laughs> right. Um, in the future, at, at that level, you know what I mean. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to get content out there, so people people know. Hey, like oh, that guy knows what he's talking about. So right. I'll hire him. Absolutely. It's important. You got to have that network. You got to get those people, get this, uh, 
Yeah, get those networks filled out so you know these people from big places and you can they know that you do good work, that you're a smart man, and then they can uh they hire you up right away. They'll be like, Oh yeah, hell yeah, get Ryan up in here. He's out the military now. Let me get him let me get him on this uh Yeah on my team up. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Definitely. Yeah. I definitely yeah, see big but, things uh, for you. So Hey, I appreciate it. Like all of us, all of us. Yeah. Uh, like Chan's gonna be smiles visa though, so, because he keep talking about him. You know what? That's it was right. crazy. Is after we we talked about it, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm starting to run into him all the time now on on LinkedIn. So I, I got lots of questions. Like, I, I want to have one of them on just to find out like uh, how it works. You know what I mean? Like, is it like because we because not to say we bash it, but because uh, we're not as as versed in it. We only had that article where they talked about fraction of the time, fraction of the, the, the salary. We have, you know what I mean? We already have a bias against it. Like, I want to get somebody on uh, and be like, hey, so how does this work? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, maybe maybe I'm missing out. Maybe I, maybe I should be my species as well in the future. Like, like what's right. that industry going to look like? So. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Um, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be interested to hear that interview, too, and get something like that together. Yeah, if, if, uh, if you're out there. And uh, I've contacted you. Please respond. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, put, I'll, put some, I'll put some fillers out there, man. I'm trying to get get some people. I think I think Chelsea is going to definitely open up some doors. Uh, I think the interview was really well. It went, went really well. I think people will see it. And then um, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll be on the show. I think this is a good platform. Uh, and this is what my platform brings to, you know, people of color and, and IT or cybersecurity. So it only takes one. We, we got one in our belt. You know what I mean? Like we 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 broke that uh that ceiling, so let's let's keep it moving, get some more people. But you guys have anything else before uh I, I land the plane? Oh no, let me land it. I'm I'm good. My seat my okay. seat is up right. Right and my seat tray is up. <laughs> <laughs> you got your belt buckled and everything. Yeah, I'm I'm in the seat. <laughs> yeah, so. Th- Definitely a shout out to our Patreon uh, patron. We got Anthony Cater still holding strong out there uh, supporting us. Uh, also, thank you to my my uh, my co-host for uh, for bringing it every week. Thank you for uh, you know being attentive. I know you guys have have job jobs. You got families. It's a pandemic. You know what I mean? But y'all, y'all still make make time to be here. So I definitely uh, appreciate you. You know, going this journey with me. Uh, thank you to all those out there listening on free feeds. Uh, we, we love y'all too. Uh, definitely convert yourselves to Patreons if you if you have the uh, the appetite for it. But if not, just continue to listen to us on free fees. Like anything showing us that you support lets us know that what we're doing is important and that it's actually reaching the audience that we're trying to reach. So we greatly appreciate that. Uh, remember, you can always find us on the website www.theothersidefirewall.com. Uh, the Patreon with the same name. Uh, Twitter is at on underscore firewall. Uh, we have a Facebook page and group, also the other side of the firewall. Uh, Instagram is the other side of the FW. And then we have our, our Twitter, which is uh, also, um, uh, or I was going to say also our name. It's not my name. So mine is at RyRy Security Guy. That's R-Y-R-Y Security Guy and Levon. And mine is just a regular ass name, the Levon, <laughs> at Levon Maynard. <laughs> There you go. So you can always right. always hit us up. Uh, we also had the LinkedIn page. Um, so I, I try to pull people from my network onto the page, but I can only do that 100 people at a time per month. So I hit my cap pretty quick. So if you want to invite yourself, please go ahead and do so. Um, and then just just hit us up. Let us know. Hey, you know, I listen to the show, and uh, this, this is how I feel about it. So your your critique and criticisms will uh, help us, you know, along the way. So that's all I got. 
Any last alibis? Everybody be easy. Yeah, stay safe out there. Uh, don't catch any cooties. We're, we're almost, uh, <laughs> I know, <laughs> know we're getting to the home stretch, but uh, be safe out there. We're, we're, I think we're almost through this, uh, this pandemic. Hopefully, maybe by Christmas time, we have a little bit more semblance of a regular society out there and we can do, go about our regular business. But uh, stay safe, guys. That's all I have to say. Yeah, well said. Definitely stay safe. Peace. Hey, listeners. Please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here, you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad-free. However, in these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds. Leave us constructive feedback and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you.